0: This week on Honey You Should Watch This, we watch Saving Silverman. And the only thing that I can really say right now is. Now if that doesn't make you shake the implants in your buttocks. I don't know what that. Hello. Hello. How are you?
1: It's it's uh, good to, to see you, my friend. And it's I mean, pretty hello. late. Hello again. And we could sleep, but we have to do a podcast. Hello. We, we could sleep.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Welcome
0: back to the show, everybody. I'm Greg.
1: And I am Susan. Yay, Susan. Welcome to Honey. You should watch this, a show where a husband and wife with divergent taste in movies make each other watch movies we don't don't normally listen to. Listen to. Oh, God, yeah, it is late. Yeah, what the hell?
0: Um, we don't normally you me, watch. You made me listen to that movie? I did make you listen kinda, to the movie. I kind of did because I nodded off once. Yeah, you
1: kind of fell asleep. <laughs> Which tells family. you a lot about the movie, folks.
0: It, it had no, it was no reflection on the movie, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I I had a lot going on workwise, and I was exhausted, and I had to stay up late and watch it. I didn't have to; I wanted to, but to, to get it in in time, I had to watch it late. So,
1: yeah. So um, before we start talking about the wonderful movie, the beautiful garbage dumpster fire that is Saving Silverman, I I want to. Um, Go to the segment that um, I am now going to be calling uh, Susan Asked the Twitterverse. Okay. All right. So last episode, we discussed Tucker and Dale versus evil. So I went out uh, onto Twitter.
0: I have had a doozy of a day.
1: It was a doozy of an episode. Um, So I asked film Twitter. uh, The one question that we did ask during the Tucker and Dale versus evil episode is should they keep trying to make this a franchise? And I put out a poll. Um, Yes, I'd like to see it. No, it's a standalone, and I have no preference. Um, So we got about 26 votes on this thing. Ooh. The public uh, has spoken. The public has spoken. Totally, totally statistically significant sample there, right? Of course. Um, So 31% said yes, they'd like to see it. 54% said no, it's a standalone. And 15% said no preference. But we did get some comments. um, So I'd like to uh, give a shout out to some of the other podcasts who got in on the conversation. Uh, Trivial Theater at trivia underscore chic said, I love the movie, but like Shaun of the Dead, I hope they let it stand alone. But uh, point of order. They don't call it the Coronado Trilogy for nothing.
0: Yes, but it is three distinctly different stories.
1: Correct, correct. It's a good. It's an anthology. Um, R. L. Terry, our Tampa-based R. L. Terry, nice. Uh, said although I'd like to see a sequel um, that used a different type of horror movie to have fun with, say art house horror or supernatural. This time, I don't think it should be a multiple movie franchise, three at the most. Uh, Colby Mac.
0: Meaning three movies at the most?
1: Yeah. Do a trilogy and, okay. and then it's over. Okay. Uh, so Colby Mack, um who who showed up on your other podcast yes, he did. this week. Um to talk that, about Dr. What's Sleep. the name
0: of that podcast? Oh yeah, Top Five
3: for Fighters. Oh All yeah, right.
1: yeah, we got it in. It's okay. In. It's done. My no work more. Is done. Your work is done. <laughs> 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 she says, I'm here the answer is yes, and I'm gonna get around to watch that one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, will the real horror show please stand up, said, I'd watch a sequel, but I would keep it at that. It's hard to recapture the magic over and over and over again. I'd,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, my, I did not even see that Twitter poll, so I did not even vote in it, or we would have had 27. Oh. I would have voted, uh, at this point, I think you got to leave it a standalone. I mean, it's been 10 years. Yeah. It's going to be hard to recreate that. Moving on.
1: Moving on. Okay.
0: So, no, oh, not moving on. What did you? What do you think?
1: Um, I I stated my opinion in in the last episode. I I'm I'm quite happy with it being a standalone. I think they could have gone some interesting places with it, but it's just it's too late. I um, mean, like can. What?
0: They could have went some interesting places, like can.
1: No, I mean they could have gone some interesting places with different concepts. I really liked um, Alan Tudyk's idea of. Uh, I'm not even no, I'm don't don't look at me like that. I'm not I'm not even dignifying your can comment with a anything. But it's
0: in, it's an interesting place, is it
1: not? I don't know, never been there. Have you?
0: Uh, it's gorgeous this time of year. Oh. I, I don't know. It's in France, right? France. So no. It's
1: France, french fries. Yes. French and, France per, and, and dressing. Peru. And Peru. Sorry about the Yeah. There. Anyway, um, no, I th- I thought Alan Tudyk's idea of of uh, making it uh, from dust till dawn meets Tucker and Dale. That would have that would have been kind of interesting, but I can see why they didn't pursue it. Me too. All
0: right. All right. So um, this week we watched Saving Silverman. So uh, why'd you make me watch this? <laughs>
1: Cause you called me highbrow last week, so I figured I'd let you know.
0: You know, Payback's a bitch, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it could be. It could.
0: Yeah? <laughs> just wait till the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this movie is such a stupid movie, and it's not even like, of all the dumb, stupid movies you got at the end of the 90s, in the beginning of the, the early 2000s, it's just. It's not even the best one. It's it's you know because you had the Farley brothers and something about Mary and, and and all the ones that they did and and this movie is is not great but for some reason there are parts about this movie that absolutely crack me up and I and I really think above all else with this movie it is Steve Zahn and Amanda Peet's movie. Of Everybody course. else is just. Set dressing.
0: Yep. they end up together, so it's their movie. <laughs> it's like a when Harry met Sally. Well, it eight is, years later,
1: it is Wayne's movie because Wayne introduces everybody. He sets the stage. You know, you know, he tells you what's going on. So this is this is a, this is Steve Zahn's movie. As much as they played it up, you know, with Jason Biggs in the romantic lead, right? But um, and it had some pretty cool music in it.
0: If you like Neil Diamond, it had some good music in mm, it. Yeah. A lot of people don't like Neil Diamond. I happen to like Neil Diamond. I have actually seen Neil Diamond in concert. Get out. Yep. Seen him in concert.
1: You never told me that, did you? Well,
0: we got to have some secrets. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the one you keep from me. (laughs) Well, I mean, are you aware of how much street cred I'm going to lose if people realize I've seen Neil Diamond?
1: You're you, you trying to tell me something?
0: Just imagine, just uh, imagine in four months when I'm sitting in the amphitheater and I'm waiting for Ozzy to walk on stage. And I look to the guy that left me and say, You know what? This reminds me a lot of that time I saw Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to come visit me at the hospital.
1: <laughs> uh, he might look at you and go, Yeah. Yeah. Coming on, yeah. I when
0: he opened up for Black Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> sure. No, I have. I, I like Neil Diamond. Uh, I, I, I mean, the Jazz Singer is one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the music in that movie. I thought that I need a lot. The dead, it gets it gets deadpanned a lot because it's a 1980s movie at this point. But Neil Diamond is he? He's you don't you don't stay you don't stay in the rock and roll industry, and he is rock and roll whether people want to acknowledge it or not. He's not, you know, whatever he was back then for 50 years and not be talented. So
1: yeah, well, I'm originally from New England, so. You go to Boston a lot. You hear "Sweet Caroline" over and over again. You're gonna.
0: You hear "Sweet Caroline" everywhere, over and over again. Now it's like a sports anthem for some reason.
1: Well, yeah. It, well, it originally was when you went to any kind of Boston game. You notice when we go to Lightning games and they're playing Boston, mm-hmm. they don't play that song. I know. Because they I don't to like get us all riled up.
0: Yeah, all us riled up because it'll make such a difference on the ice.
1: Don't be snarky. I'm not being I'm
0: right. I'm not being snarky. I am saying that what the fans do has absolutely no effect on what happens on <laughs> the ice. But that's for the that's for that podcast, honey. We should talk about hockey.
1: <laughs> In development now, TM. <laughs> so uh I was impressed. Well we know Jack Black's a musician. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with Steve Zahn. Yeah. With that. He knew a couple of chords they, when they did that. Jason, Jason Biggs. I think he he only had a it hit rocked, a few
0: keys. He <laughs> rocked the shit out of that sequence shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did.
1: He looked he I looked. had I had to do a Lovely. double take.
0: I had to do a double take cuz I thought he had on like a WCW World Championship tag team belt. Uh it was all rhinestony and stuff. I did, I I th- I, did, I thought he was wearing a wrestling mm-hmm. uh, garb. I had no idea that that was an actual just a normal sparkly That's belt.
1: so Neil Diamond shirt. Okay, so I think before I do the rundown um, with the synopsis, um, why don't you play us a little bit of the Diamonds in the Rough?
3: But we all have one mystical thing in common our love for Neil. That's our band, Diamonds in the Rough.
1: That was rocking.
0: The uh, the keyboard finger on Jason Biggs there. <laughs> it's Grammy-worthy. Yeah. I need to understand, though, you know what? I have questions. I'll wait.
1: Oh, I think the I have questions portion of the show is going to be extremely long. I'll wait. Extremely long. So um, why don't I do the rundown, and then you can tell me all about what you thought about this movie. Okay. Okay. So I am pulling the synopsis from IMDb this week, um, and I'm probably going to throw in some of my own personal comments. Feel free to jump in. All right, so we have Darren Silverman, Wayne Lafacier and J.D. McNugent have all been best friends since the fifth grade, from grade school, when they were all picked on, to high school, when Wade, Wayne played on the football squad as a third stringer, I may add. J.D. was the team's mascot, and Darren was... A cheerleader. To today, rocking side by side in Diamonds in the Rough, their Neil Diamond cover band. These guys have always stuck together. Now enter Judith, a great-looking but cold-hearted and manipulative psychiatrist who digs her claws into sweet-natured Darren, snatches him from the friendship, and even breaks up the band. First, Jade
0: Freaking Yoko.
1: (laughs) Thanks for breaking up the band, Yoko. First, J.D. and Wayne attempt to distract Darren by reuniting him with his high school love, Sandy, who in only a short time plans to take her religious vows and become a nun. But the stranglehold Judith has on Darren is too strong. In a desperate and hilarious last-ditch attempt to save their friend from Judith's grip, and after receiving some ill-advised help from their take-no-prisoners high school football coach, Wayne and J.D. kidnap Judith and fake her death leaving Darren free to fall for Sandy. Judith, however, does not stay down for long. Demonstrating cunning and kick-ass karate moves that leave her captors in the dust, Judith escapes and pulls Darren back in, un- under her control. But just before the contentious couple takes their wedding vows, a hero arrives in an unexpected form. Neil Diamond. What the fuck?
0: Love on the rocks, no big surprise.
1: They are recruited by JD, he is recruited by JD and Wayne to help save the day. So, this lovely piece of cinema has a full 18% tomato meter score with a 51% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. It is directed by Dennis Dugan and written by Hank Nelkin and Greg DePaul. And it stars. I don't know either of them. You know, I looked at, uh, well, we'll talk about this later, but I looked at the other movies that they did, and there's a reason you don't know who they are. So it stars. Stating indictment. <laughs> <laughs> One of them wrote Bride Wars, so there you go. He didn't
0: so much as write that as did steal it, I, I'm going to guess.
1: Okay. <laughs> so the movie stars Steve Zahn as Wayne, Jack Black as JD, Jason Biggs as Darren, Amanda Peet as Judith, Amanda Detmer as Sandy. R. Lee Ermey as coach and Neil Diamond as Neil Diamond. So what'd you think of the movie, Greg?
0: I thought it was pretty good.
1: Was yeah. Fun. You liked it? Yeah.
0: It was it's a typical two thousands.
1: Brotastic.
0: Dumbass romantic comedy. They they went through a they went through a point in, in Hollywood there, in my opinion, where they weren't. I guess it was kind of right around the American Pie thing, where they they their, their romantic comedies were very cookie cutter, very cookie cutter. It was
1: heavy on the testosterone. Uh, I, I mean, some kind of gross out humor.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one of those two. I mean, this didn't really have either. Um, I think they limited themselves quite a bit when they went PG thirteen instead of just going for the R. I think yeah. it, I think it would have been a little bit, probably a little bit more popular. It would have resonated with the, the different crowd. But it, it, I I mean, I would watch it again. It was fun. I liked it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's I, I would good. imagine that I'm going to get to watch it again now that you know I've seen it. <laughs> and I would, wouldn't mind watching it again.
1: I don't think I could watch that. You know, more than I don't know, say once. Once mean, every other year <laughs> let's
0: let's get right down to brass tacks it's not good
1: oh it's terrible it's not good it's it it is i mean there are there are so many other bro comedies that came out around this time that were so much better
0: you promised me a dumpster fire
1: oh and it i delivered i yeah, thought i did
0: I, I mean first class yeah it was it was not it was not it was not
1: it was it's not well written uh like I said, the only saving graces of this thing it are are Steve Zahn and Amanda Pete. That the only thing I think that keep keeps you watching this thing. I
0: don't know. It had but it had some good jokes. It, it it was it was humorous. It was very predictable. The dialogue was not amazing. Oh no. Um, but it had some funny jokes. It had some very funny jokes. It also had a couple moments that made you go ooh. <laughs> well,
1: this this um. Uh, like i said the writing team who who did this they they've done a bunch of uh, of other very similar types of comedies that just are not at all I, I think remarkable um but for some reason this this one stuck with me and i think a lot of it is you know they they're they're looking at certain things that um are kind of tackling attitudes i think and you can. I'm gonna let you weigh in here because you you are a guy. Sometimes I, I am not. Sometimes. And uh, one of the biggest things is kind of tackling that fear of you know you got a bunch of buddies that are, that like to hang together, and all of a sudden one of them gets a girlfriend, and it's over, man.
0: Yep. That's it. So I, losing I, I just, losing that much, friend. There's not much to weigh in on there. Yep.
1: so when they you know when they take the amanda pete character and have her so go far to the you know one side versus the other of being that controlling manipulative out for herself doesn't give a crap about having darren other than just to have something to do her bidding then it it's completely out born out of that fear you know and it's not a I mean,
0: they 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 went to the extreme with uh, her stranglehold on him. Obviously,
1: well, she was I, a Svengali. Okay, how did how did she say that on Seinfeld? How did Elaine used to say it?
0: Oh, I don't know. Sven I don't Svengali. Remember. I think so.
1: <laughs> she said it wrong. I just don't yeah, remember she that. did.
0: She <laughs> usually did. They, they took the they took it to an extreme with the fact that she didn't let him do anything. You know, um, I'm sorry. I keep kicking you. You're welcome. Stop kicking me. I'm playing footsies. They, uh, I, I don't know that I've ever been in a part of a situation where you know somebody got a girlfriend or a boyfriend and it was that extreme, but it does it does greatly change the dynamic of the group unless that person is a member of the group,
1: right? You and, know. and she and did she not definitely fit in, she was not a member of the group. She and did not she, fit well,
0: in. she didn't fit in because she didn't want to fit in at the beginning. I mean, even when in that scene where they go to the where they go to uh, Jack Black and Steve Zahn's house for the afternoon, as they're walking up, she's like, "When can we leave?" So she was she had already made up her mind. So right, it, but that's what they wanted. They needed that to drive the story. So yeah, kind of. Well, I mean, it's, it kind of made me sad.
1: It's funny because when this movie um, went overseas, I, I think in Australia they they renamed the movie to Evil Woman, which it I don't think no sets up the premise at all no yeah so i mean this is really about trying to to rescue a, a friendship this is about romance and this is about trying to keep what you had but and the lengths that they go to <laughs> to you save silverman you
0: forgot to mention that this is in essence a, a 90 minute neil diamond commercial <laughs> Album sales increased 3% after this movie. Really? No, I just made that up. Get out
1: of here. So um, let's talk about, well, what I think we're going to do is uh, when we we obviously have um, Judith and Wayne and JD are at odds with each other because... They 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 try to welcome her into their man yeah. cave man den.
0: Yeah, they want to treat her good.
1: Yeah, but they, they just don't know how because no. you have basically you have three guys in Arrested Development, which are most brotastic movies from this era. Yes. Yeah. Um. So they they do her best their best to make her feel at home, but they spill stuff on her and and this is like the third movie I think I've seen. Between coming to America, uh, sweet home Alabama, and this movie where you got a gag with a recliner, and they're trying to make the person who is super elegant and super fancy at home in their house, and they put them in the recliner and they say, Look, get your feet up, and they fall over. This is which this one, is a trouble.
0: Where was that in coming to America?
1: Um, when they went to the McDougal's house, mm-hmm. and he was. Trying to get the the king and the queen to stay, even though Eddie Murphy and and gotcha. the girl had left, and so he he puts the queen in the bark lounger That's and right. okay, yeah. So that I think that's the one that started it was coming to America.
0: Yeah, we've there's probably a thousand of them that we don't know about because they're all in bad movies. <laughs> but let like we'll reiterate, this movie was not real creative.
1: Um, no. Yeah. No, but. There's some things. So, here's the thing that always blows me away. And the last time I watched this, we watched this before you had to go on your little day job adventure. Yeah. Um, with just how far they went, because um, first they try to talk Darren out of being with Judith.
0: Yeah. And he said, the happiness meter's down to eight.
1: The whacking off meter is up to Yeah, off the charts. Um, and then they go to Judith, and we have a clip of that, how that turns out.
3: All right, here we go.: Sorry to bother you.
1: What are you doing here?
3: Uh, well, first we want to apologize for the beer shower and the salsa bath. That was bad.
1: Get the hell out of here.:
3: Whoa wait, just give us a minute, okay?: My rate is 200 dollars an hour. Do you have any on it? I got some of that. Just give me the big bills. Six. Is that all you have? 738. Mm. Two and a half minutes. Okay, look. We don't want you seeing Darren anymore. We don't think you're right for him. The band made some. But we're prepared to buy you off. With what? My house. Okay, look, my grandma here, she was born in this house, is buried in the backyard. There's my mom, there's my dad, there's me. My dad was dropping me on my head, but we're willing to sign this over to you if you just agree not to see Darren. I don't want your shitty old house or your dead grandmother. I'll throw JD in. He doesn't look like much, but he's hung like a horse. It's true. Look, Darren's mine. There's nothing you can do about it. I own him. He does whatever I say. I'm in complete control of him. He's my puppet, and I'm his puppet master. You're not taking Darren away from us. Just try to stop me. One round. Winner takes Darren. You're on. Kick her ass. Go. have got quite a grip. You must be a heavy masturbator. My guess is three times a day. I bet you're also a premature ejaculator. Start off with a big bang. Before you know it, you're limp. Hey. I wh- win. You lose, and I can get out. God. God.
0: I mean, she's buried in the backyard. See, and that's
1: my dad that's, dropping me on my head. That's
0: th- that. No, that this is my mom, and my dad, <laughs> and that's me dropping me on my head. <laughs> There's redeeming qualities of this movie, and that gag right there was one of them. When the picture had actually been taken and <laughs> framed <laughs> with the baby being dropped <laughs> over the edge, that uh, was
1: yeah. So, so this doesn't work. So they 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 keep kind of stepping down in their levels of depravity to make this happen because they don't want to give up Darren. And one of the reasons they don't want to give up Darren is the band. That's the
0: biggest reason I think. Right. That's what's the most important to them. Mm-hmm. So is that the next clip?
1: That would be the next clip. So oh, all right. we've hey, got guys,
0: guess what? We got another clip for you.
4: My baby is loving me, yes, yes, she does. Oh, she tells me all the time, oh, Jerry, all the time. She says she's going to be showing me tonight. Oh, Jerry, what are you going to show me? Oh, baby, you get the way to be moving me. Oh, Jerry, baby, you go, boys, you sing this song, you know it. Come on, boys, come on, take it, take it. This blows, man. This unit's out of control. We gotta do something. Dude, besides ruining the
3: band, what else has she done? What? Ever since she moved in with him, she's controlled his life. She didn't like how his ass looked, made him get butt cheek implants. Mm. I thought his ass looked tighter. Check this out. Last night, torches Neil Diamond Aldins. She torched Neil? Oh. You're right. The woman's a monster. Two, three, four.
1: She torched Neil.
0: She burned his records, and she made some apparently Indian guy sing in the band.
1: Well, she didn't make.
0: Well, she she made it happen because she kicked Jason out of the band.
1: That that clip wouldn't fly today. Yeah, it would mm yeah, it would
0: Mm-mm. oh so we can only so we can only have uh white people in bands being made fun of? No,
1: no, no, it's just a matter of you know I think if they were going to redo that today, they'd have the the Indian guy showing up completely talking just like any of any of the uh, Tom Haverford or or whatever, and then pulling that but as but their that,
0: act but that's what makes it funny. Is the fact that he has the heavy Indian accent? It doesn't even sound like Neil Diamond, <laughs> and the only thing that the guy is doing is singing. He's not even playing an instrument because the keyboard's gone now because Jason took his keyboard yeah. and went home <laughs> to Judith.
1: And and their crowd around them turns into one one middle aged woman. His girlfriend.
0: I think that they're implying that that's his girlfriend. Oh God! Singers <laughs> because. You didn't catch that? Because I caught
1: her weaking at him. Because, because th- he's saying
0: all that stuff, she's going to show me later. Yeah, and yeah, Wayne "Yeah, baby." Uh, well,
1: hitting on her just like Jason was hitting on the know, other man. girl. She them.
0: was straight up into it, so <laughs> she was down to clown.
1: So um, when JD and Wayne get serious, they here's here's the laundry list of, of stuff they do, right? So let's let's recap. Okay, first they hired two hookers, and they okay
0: me. <laughs> me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: hired two hookers and do a bunch of things with them, go and take them out the bars and play in ping pong topless and Lord knows what else. And then, brilliant men they are, take those pictures and cut out pictures of Jason's face and just glue them on the pictures and then photocopy them. Right. They,
0: su- they superimposed the, me. The,
1: the days before Photoshop. Right? Right. <laughs> and send them to Judith in an attempt to... Get her to break up with him.
0: I got to be honest. Days before Photoshop, that might have been days before the internet, right? Two thousand one. We were on. We were on the no, no, no. we had a we AOL had yeah, and all was, that. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. Napster. How I missed the. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess the internet was like ninety. Was really starting to hum about ninety six or ninety seven, wasn't it? Okay. Mm.
1: So when this doesn't work, they go to the. They go to coach. <laughs> In prison, um, mind you. Pr- oh, wait a minute. No, no. Th- I'm. Let me step back. They decide that they're going to kidnap her. And the kidnapping is... Hysterical. A cock-up.
0: A, co- a comedy of errors.
1: But they managed to get her. And now they've got her. So now they got to make it look like she's dead. So they exhume a freshly buried body.
0: <laughs> Idiots.
1: Throw it in Judith's car and push it over a cliff. Losing a very fine jacket in the process. Yes. <laughs> and now that was a good scene too. Yeah. And uh, when Judith figures out the identity of her kidnappers, now they're trying to figure it out and they go to the they go to coach and coach says you have to kill her. And that's just a bridge too far. But I, I just think I it's think so funny and there's so many things that i have for the i have questions for all the stuff that oh. they do <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure but uh that was just nuts so so when you say that you know that it's pg and stuff like that how worse could it have got could it have got it with an r like because one of the i don't remember which reviewer i, I tried to look for it before we um when I was doing my research, I came across it and then didn't bookmark it, so I can't remember which reviewer it was. But there was a reviewer that said, "You know, that it didn't go as far as something about Mary." And I'm thinking, they freaking take a dead body <laughs> and burn it in a fire. How how far are we not going with this movie? <laughs> well, I think
0: that they were uh, when they to me what they did was they tried to make everybody happy. Mm. They didn't go after the adult crowd, they didn't go after the child the child crowd. So this movie to me was a lot like um, a, a romp in the 80s. And when I say that what I mean is they tried to use you know the slapstick, they tried to use the visual, they tried to use the the physical all all those little elements, but they they never went they never went blue with it. They they really didn't. This whole movie they never went blue. There were some masturbation jokes.
1: There were titties.
0: Uh, yeah, there were a couple boobies, but you had those in the eighties too. There was
1: some Steve's on ass.
0: That was my favorite part. Um,
1: I thought you'd like that.
0: Yeah, it was just uh, I, they didn't they didn't American Pie it to me is what I'm was what I'm getting at. They tried to stay on that level where they weren't gonna offend anybody. They were just going to try and make a goofy comedy. I don't know if I mean I said they should have went R with it because I think it would have made it probably more relatable to adults and kind of fit into that whole 2000s we can be rude, crude mentality. Mm-hmm. But if they had, it probably would not have been as charming a movie. Because let's be honest, American Pie is not a charming movie. American Pie is a funny movie. So there's there's, there's a fine line to balance there. They they picked their road. They I think they walked it well.
1: I, well, I think American Pie had a richer area to, to to really work from yeah. that 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 whole coming of age pre, uh, premise of is 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 kind of fertile ground not to
0: mm-hmm. no you're right they had they, they had a better cast they had better writing they, mm-hmm. had, they had oh yeah a, the they had better subject matter of, for for sure but i don't i'm not i'm not complaining about what they did because i, I like i said it was it was fun to watch it's it's still not it's I mean, the 51% tomato, the the critics, or the the audience audience view, that pretty much nails it on the head from what I've seen. Most people are like, oh, you know what? This movie isn't any good, but I still enjoy to watch it every now and then. It's kind of like those guilty pleasure movie type things. So that that's yeah, it, this I think is, they did a good job with it.
1: This is one of my guilty pleasure movies for some odd reason. but
0: Because you like Amanda Peet kicking the shit out of Steve Zahn. That's Oh, why. that
1: is the best part, yeah. Mm-hmm. That she... That the two of them just uh, beating the ever loving crap out of each other is so entertaining for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So uh, I'm uh, th- there. There are things about this though that I, you know I I do have some issues with, but I think we'll, we'll kind of deal with that a little bit later. Um, the the weakest part of this movie, I think you'd agree, is a whole Sandy Darren line.
0: Oh yeah. Very contrived. Very. What can we do? Oh, she's gonna be a nun.
1: Well, they needed a ticking clock.
0: You could have come up with a ticking puck clock better than I'm gonna be a nun.
1: In a, in a sexy little habit.
0: Uh, you could have come up with a better ticking clock than I'm gonna be a nun. I I'm mean, a that is just so overplayed. Whatever. And she obviously was really super into it because everybody else was shocked that she was gonna do it. And she stopped she changed her mind in about three point six milliseconds, <laughs> so uh, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, and then they have these these backstories to both these women and and the the key things that have made them make the decisions that they've made in their lives that are so extreme are the facts that they were in love with someone, and they that person died yeah, so they they can't even like it's the same parallel storylines almost exactly except you know one was a circus performer who was vain and put gel in his hair before he decided to do his trapeze act yeah and the other one was an extreme fighter who gummy bears but um (laughs) 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 what was the name of that movie
0: (laughs) Hot shot two Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah, but
1: what movie were they in Hot Shots Two when they were doing that fight scene? where they? Oh,
0: that's Rambo Three.
1: Was it Rambo Three? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. When he's in uh, at the beginning, when Troutman finds him. Yeah. I have never known uh, hair gel to make my hands slippery and twenty minutes later and not tacky. Twenty minutes later. Yeah. I mean it. It, 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 it questions.
1: Oh yeah. I think we're going to have a ton of questions on yeah. this. A ton of questions. So um, let's talk about Arlie Ermey in this thing, because what the hell?
0: He's a funny dude. He, he, was, he had a great sense of humor. He got pigeonholed as a Marine, which ironically, he was a Marine. He blew up because of, you know, a full metal jacket. Mm-hmm. And he kind of got pigeonholed as this guy who played this serious role.
1: Wasn't he in Apocalypse Now as well? Wasn't
0: I've only seen Apocalypse Now once, and mm-hmm. I don't remember if he was. He, I don't, I don't remember him. There was a lot of people in Apocalypse Now, but I don't remember him. That doesn't mean he wasn't in it. He might have been. Mm-hmm. He get he got pigeonholed as a as a military guy, as a fighter guy, and he had a great sense of humor. He he was he was just a funny sob, which you know most Marines are because we're sick and twisted.
1: And that was before Toy Story. Oh no, was that after Toy Story?
0: Yeah, Toy Story was like 93, Mm. 94. So it just was a situation where they probably wanted someone that was known as a hard ass. Excuse me, my throat is killing me. Uh, And they needed someone to be funny, and they brought him in and he did it
1: yeah that was a that was an oddly disturbing character too so i don't i don't think anybody could have pulled it off as well as he
0: which oddly disturbing character
1: coach the coach oh coach was oh, yeah. yeah he was a psycho
0: yeah i mean he he was carried around a Uzi. you know because everybody had one of those in two thousand and one he <laughs> he i think that he bordered on the ridiculous in this movie
1: oh crazy ridiculous yeah. i mean he's he's the advice he was given to the, the kids in in the locker room about stay away from women and and if you have to use your hand and all that stuff so that was rule one yeah and rule two do you remember what rule two was i don't sportsmanship
0: sportsmanship right and then he went and he uh, killed the referee he killed her with <laughs> the with the first down marker i can't remember what it, it happened exactly what how it happened yeah. But yeah, he was uh, He javelined it. He javelined it. Yeah. It
1: was and, and it was good. And the the and the referee was played by the director. The director. Yes, he was. Yeah. So,
0: that works out. He kind of deserved that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um just to kind of give those who ha- haven't really seen the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, um a sense of of the coach character. Uh we do have a clip um where it's it's kind of later on in the movie. They still have Judith, um, in in captivity. Um, they've gone to coach in the in jail because he's serving time for killing that referee. And they they brought up the fact that they have captured Judith, but now Judith knows who they are, and immediately, Coach says killer. So Coach gets out of jail. And comes to see the boys to try to find a place to crash for the night. He
0: needs a place to live. No, he's going to come live with them. So,
1: here's a clip. Okay. Hey, well, how about this? We tell him
3: we got dates tonight. He can't be here because we're getting late. Nah, no, he'll never believe that. Oh, yeah.
4: Okay. We'll tell him we got ghosts. Oh, boys. What's for supper? Ah, uh, listen,
3: Coach. We have ghosts.
4: Uh, what? We... We were thinking that maybe you staying here is not such a great idea. Yeah. Nonsense. It'll give us a chance to get to know one another again. By the way, did you boys take care of that bitch that was going to marry Silverman? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. We snuffed that bitch, just like you said.
4: Good. How'd you do it? Uh, we... Ate her. You ate her? Yeah, we ate her. Alive. My hat goes off to you. You boys are smart. That's the perfect crime. I... wonder what's on the tube. No, coach! No! What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? Yeah. Wait a minute. That's a kidnapped victim, ain't it? You didn't kill her, did you? No, coach. I am really disappointed in you boys. Now I want you to go out there and off that coos. No, we can't, coach. Oh, for Pete's sake! look, she's getting out. Go chop her head off or something! There's no fight left in you boys! You're nutless! You've been pussified! Don't worry about a thing, boys, I'll take care of that fraud! No! No. No!
0: You ate her? Well, that's a perfect crime.
1: (laughs) Congratulations, boys. Ooh, that's that's after he came out from, because they told him they couldn't use the bathroom because the bathroom was broken and he decides he's going to just pop a squat right there on the lawn. Yes. That's that's the best shot, right? Right there. <laughs> oh
0: my I mean, God. <laughs> I'm sure he's done it before. He uh he goes over the top for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. I have a I have a theory about this film, but we'll we'll get to it in the the I have questions section. Okay. So, and now and then and then we have the the real the the sparks between Judith and 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 Wayne as well. Cuz again, best two characters in the film.
0: Yeah. Uh almost almost get naughty. Almost get naughty over a
1: big Montana. Yeah,
0: a big Montana. Did they I, they still make those? I don't even know if they ever made those. I, I I don't, I, I don't know. I don't eat. I've never eaten at Arby's enough. Even though I like Arby's, I've never eaten at Arby's enough to know if they made a big Montana.
1: I, I worked there for a summer and I I can't recall. I know that there was the beef and cheddar.
0: I think they made it up. So why would you call a sandwich the Montana? I mean, really?
1: Because Montana's got wide open spaces and it's a big freaking sandwich.
0: Because that's what I'm looking for in my sandwich is big wide open spaces. <laughs> Montana's not as big as Texas. Call it the big Texas or the big Alaska. <laughs>
1: That's when you get a double (laughs) big (laughs) idea.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh,
1: So that, I think, I like, I like that relation, it's fucked up as it was. That relationship is, is hysterical to watch because it's just the two of them trying to control each other and they can't break each other.
0: Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no vested interest. There's, you're not going to break them because she's not going to change for him because she's not interested in him, even though she is. And he's not going to change for her because he's not interested for her, even though he is. They're, they're, they're not going to break until, you know, she actually realizes that she's not going to get to marry the Jason Biggs character, Silverman. So, and then, well, you know, sparks fly.
1: Sparks fly.
0: After she beats the shit out of him and knocks his tooth out.
1: <laughs> I think sparks were flying well before that. Maybe. So, so what'd you think about the character of JD and, and Jack Black's performance in this?
0: I thought Jack Black was Jack Black.
1: Yeah. He didn't feel fully like a Jack Black, though.
0: Well, he wasn't Jack Black yet. Mm. He, he'd only had really, his only major role had been high, fi- high infidelity at the time. High fidelity? high fidelity, high fidelity, high infidelity is the REO speedwagon album. High fidelity, it rocks. yeah, and uh, I, he, I, I mean, he was finding his, he was finding him, but it's like the mannerisms are there, the the, the physical humor was there. The I thought he was, I thought he was good. Uh, I, I don't have any complaints with his character at all. He he was fun. He was, he plays a good slob.
1: That's not surprising.
0: No, I know, but I'm saying he he, he plays a good slob, and mm-hmm. that's what J D was supposed to be in this movie, and, and not
1: and then a not very bright one at that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and I, I think he works well with Steve Zahn. I
0: think everybody works well with Steve Zahn.
1: He Steve Zahn is just. A
0: I have never seen him in something I didn't like him an in.
1: Underrated treasure. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I you agree. know what? I haven't seen is I haven't seen that movie he was in with Jennifer Aniston, The Management.
0: Yeah, there's a reason.
1: Really, is it that bad? I, I, phew,
0: have you ever talked to anybody that ever saw it? I
1: I don't know, but I I I hear some good things about it. I guess I have to look into it. But
0: I don't know when somebody when somebody mentions a movie to me, mm-hmm. like you say, the management, and I have to stop and think about what that movie's about because nobody ever talks about it. Being as how I listen to we listen to a bunch of movie podcasts and all that stuff, and we don't know anything about it. Eh. But listen, we've talked about it. I've talked about it with other people before. You can bring up a movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. uh, Let's let's do it with Jack Black. What's a really bad movie that Jack Black is in?
1: A bad movie that Jack Black is in? What's a really
0: bad movie that Jack Black is in?
1: Okay, hold on. Um, All right.
0: What's a really bad movie that Amanda Peet's in?
1: This one? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he's been in yeah, not-so-great I mean, movies.
0: Okay, everybody has. To pick, pick a movie with an actor you like that was a really bad movie. Just pick one.
1: Oh, this is too late. I can't think about this. All right. um, yeah, my brain's not working.
0: Can't. It's not an actor's fault if the movie's not good. Mm-hmm. He can only do so much. But if you can watch a crappy movie like Saving Silverman mm-hmm. and you enjoy it because of what the actors did, and it really is what the actors did in this, then you got to give him credit. You can only do so much. We all know how good an actor Anthony Perkins is, and yet Psycho 1 or Psycho 2 through 913 are kind of garbage, even though he's a really good actor. It's just you can only do so much with the source material.
1: Yeah, and this material is not great. It's weak. Not great at all.
0: I thought that, uh, I mean, there's a reason that Jack Black went on to become Jack Black, and this movie is probably one of them people people like him in it so
1: well in in high fidelity he had that manic character that same yelling at people running around flopping his body around yep. um you yeah, in between that um, you know he had ten- tenacious D was was taken off
2: yeah
0: well uh, his buddy from tenacious D is in this movie yeah he hits on Amanda Pete at the in the opening scene
1: with a magic act nonetheless yeah well, I, tell me tell me when, anyone, please, that will ever work on picking up a woman. Oh, it works it's on magic.
0: me. It works on me.
1: Magic works on you?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all the time. I mean, listen, I'm a fan of the greatest magician that ever lived. And Steve Carell. And Steve Carell. <laughs> I forgot his damn... <laughs> I forgot his damn name on the show. Well, Michael Scott. Yes, it pisses me off. I'm getting so old. I had the joke set up and everything and then I couldn't remember the fucking name. Oh my god, that bad. I'll let, me I'll so let bad. you do
1: a redo on that. Okay. I
0: No. No. It's more it's it's funny that way. I just Magic, magic is corny because everybody knows it's not real. Mm. Everybody knows it's sleight of hand. We went and saw Penn and Teller. They were amazing, but we know what they do is not magic.
1: Well, because they come straight out and say we are fooling you. I
0: understand that, but magic doesn't it doesn't exist.
1: We demand to be taken seriously. Yeah, it doesn't.
0: It (laughs) yeah, it doesn't exist. So. Anybody who walks up to hit on a girl with a magic trick, just I just put a 20 on the table. Just get right down to it. <laughs> These are for beers. You interested? No, thanks. I'm going to go try somewhere else. Have a wonderful night. Appreciate your time. Magic magic is You're right. He hit on her with a magic, but that was I think that yeah. was exactly what they were going for. They wanted to make him so miserable as a as a option for her that she decided to go ahead with the silverman character and then he was just so gorgeous and charming that he won her over
1: no no he didn't oh, then he was happened? he was so easy and, and eager to please that yeah. she thought okay i I, oh. th- I my heart won't break if he's gone I'm
0: let me you uh know, she, me break this she gets
1: you. she gets what she wants and then hands him a bottle of lotion and some tissues and then yeah
0: let me let me break this down for you eager and what easy to manipulate and eager to please Mm -hmm. yeah um that if you look that up in the dictionary it's called single man yes uh
1: i i I might have to disagree even though okay
0: you can disagree all you want everybody in the room who's been a single man raise their hand (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 all right for, i've for known for plenty. The record there's only I've one i've known plenty of single men
1: hand. who are thin stubborn and i want it and, my way. and
0: that's why they're single <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and of course the most stellar acting performance in this thing by mr neil diamond oh he was perfect yeah so he, natural
0: yeah that's why he's so been in a, that's why such he's been a in natural the line
1: movies. delivery from him
0: i'm surprised that his acting was as bad as it was because i thought he was good in the jazz singer I, I thought he was a good actor in jazz singer
1: i haven't seen the jazz singer
0: oh shit let me write this oh, down
1: write it down write it down
0: uh has not seen <laughs> jazz singer <laughs> file for divorce in the am <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> okay you know that if you took that to judge Judy right if you took that to judge Judy and you were and she would look at me and she would be like why are you why are you divorcing this wonderful woman and I'm like judge she hasn't seen jazz singer <laughs> case dismissed you are out uh, granted it would happen it would happen right it now oh yeah of course, I think she's a Republican, so <laughs> that might be why. She,
1: she wouldn't say, turn on your heart light.
0: No, she would. No, no. She'd say, love on the rocks. No big surprise. Ain't no big surprise. Because she can pull straight from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't seen the jazz singer. Who are you?
1: <laughs> you know who I'm, obviously, I'm obviously not as highbrow as you thought I was. Do you know who, e- else, e- hasn't e-
0: seen? You know who else hasn't seen the jazz singer? Isis.
3: they don't have
2: vcrs
1: (laughs) all right so um to add at least some bit of entertainment value to this why don't we play the clip because this is going nowhere
0: what do you mean it's going nowhere this is gold baby (laughs) you know i'm just not realizing that instead of can i should have said disney world disney world yeah okay
1: happiest place
0: that is the happiest place on earth. Yeah, you know what they don't have at Disney World?
1: Come at that's what they don't Neil, have.
0: Neil Diamond in the back of a box truck.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Saying, oh, you know what? I've just been kidnapped, abducted, <laughs> and found the guy that's been sending me nude pictures of himself. <laughs> but hey, you know what? I want to know that my songs mean something in the world. It's not about the 87 bajillion dollars I've made off my songs. I want to make sure that these two lovers get together.
1: I have a bit of trivia about this scene.
0: <laughs> Hit me with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a little dead air. Whoo uh, Steve Zahn and Jack Black. Uh, who were they? <laughs> <laughs> you'd never tell from this movie, but Steve Zahn and Jack Black, uh, they were working together because obviously they ha- they had the m- they were more musicians. They were playing their guitars. they were doing more of the singing. Um, so they were listening to Neil Diamond albums, and the the song that keeps getting repeated during this movie is um, "Holly Holy." And they said they listened to three different versions, um, live versions of "Holly Holy," and in one of them he was like "Yeah," and in the second one was "Coming on Yeah." And the last one, coming on, yeah! And Jack Black's like, ooh, I like that. Steve's like, I like that too. And so that you know, I never noticed it until I heard this Jack Black interview where he's talking about this. Well, Steve Zahn was in interviewing one time, and he said, um, you know, yeah, they used that throughout the movie. It was usually Jack Black saying it, but he would do it too. And when they did it in front of Neil Diamond, Neil Diamond is like, what the heck is that? What are you doing? And they said, well, it's from Holly Holy. We, we do that in the movie. And he's like, I never did that. I never did that. And, he, and he was like, they were like, oh, yeah, you did. And they played it for him. And he was like, oh. so What the fuck just <laughs> happened? <laughs> so Steve Zahn has that story to tell now.
0: So, so there so there you go. Neil
1: Diamond's songs
0: are so good, Neil Diamond doesn't even know what the hell's going on in them. So if somebody's not listening to their albums. That, that's that's what that. Means.
1: How how many things can you remember when you do your podcast?
0: Uh, every, every every single word. Yeah. Every single word. Yeah, I remember that time I <laughs> said the.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's actually pretty cool that, to, to get to do something like that for somebody. that would be like reminding Will Ferrell of something that he did on Saturday Night Live one night yeah. or something. That would be great.
1: Yeah. So so the the clip that we played was um Judith uh, Judith gets free, um, beats the ever loving. Crap out of everybody, our Lee or me, Jack Black Steve's on, and she gets free and amanda Detmer who who plays sandy is is decides that she's going to try to make it work with Darren and they're moving in to to Judith's house, no less, which yeah. again, I have questions we'll uh-huh. we'll we'll do that a little bit later on okay. so as Sandy is moving in with Darren. They start to get a little intimate and in runs Judith. And straight behind her are JD and Wayne. And the whole thing goes to shit. And so Darren and Judith are going to get married. So in a last-ditch effort to save our hero Silverman.
0: And make one less nun in the world.
1: One less nun in the world. they, They... they catch Sandy before she takes her final vows, and grab it, uh, grab her, and throw her into. Oh God, I I missed a key component here, but they throw her into Wayne's pest control truck, which Coach used to break JD and Wayne out of jail. Yeah, again, Judith. I have questions. And they decide that there's only one thing that's going to save the day. So, adding to their rap sheet, they kidnap the man himself. So that's what that's what they were doing they kidnap in that. Tom Brady? D- no.
0: Oh, you said the man himself.
1: This man. Oh, the Neil Diamond.
0: Gotcha.
1: <laughs> Neil Diamond.
0: Neil Diamond. Okay, fair enough. All right. I just again testament to the writing. Bye. Let's kidnap somebody.
1: And, and kidnap somebody else. And then
0: go and then they go, Hey, I'd like to help you. You know what? I'm not gonna press any charges.
1: He believes in the power of love. He he All wants right. to make sure that his life has not been a sham.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I was sleeping on hundred dollar bills, I'm pretty sure my life wouldn't be a sham, but <laughs> I I guess whatever. I'm
1: still so amazed when people do things like this, like when celebrities decide to do that. He must have a good sense of humor. I've heard stories and rumors where he is just not an easy person to work with and you're not supposed to even stare at him if you don't know him you know, in the backstage and maybe that's the persona of him trying to get ready to perform.
0: Prince was like that a lot.
1: Prince was like, yeah, um, I used to work for a dental society um, and we had an entertainment night, and we started booking more a-listers. And we had Jerry Seinfeld one night. And I guess it was in his writer that he could not, where he was standing on the stage, whatever the the larger screens, um, they had to be out of his line of sight. And I can see that. I could you're trying to get yourself psyched, mm-hmm. and if you see yourself or hear yourself, if you get that feedback on your cell phone, I always have a problem with that. So right. So maybe maybe that's what that's all about. But the fact that he did this. Unless somebody had something over him or they paid him a boatload of money.
0: (laughs) I I think it would be fun. Hey, Neil, you want to be in a movie for three days? Okay. I mean, why wouldn't you? You've done everything else. You've even been in a movie that you've never seen.
1: That I've never seen. (laughs) I think Neil Diamond's seen it. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Uh, I I didn't buy the scene that we just watched. I was like...
1: Oh, it's <laughs> bad acting. I, so bad. <laughs> Arlie Ermy rolling out, just rolling out of the truck. The I mean, it's,
0: you can see the dolly that he's sliding across the road on. Yeah. You can see the dolly. Oh, there Come are on, so
1: many continuity there uh, There is. Yeah. It, there, it's oh. not even
0: worth <laughs> going into. If you want, just look them up on IMDb. There's, there's dozens of them. With you could
1: make a drinking game out of this. Oh. Seriously. You could oh. make a drinking game out of the continuity errors. Yeah, but errors. the point
0: of a drinking game is to, is to finish the evening. You, don't, you don't, Yeah, you
1: fell you, asleep anyway, so well, there you go. I saw it. I saw it.
0: After that, they go to the wedding.
1: Which is the best freaking scene in this entire movie, next to the raccoons.
0: The raccoon scene was a good one. Continuity air is there as well.
1: Oh, yeah, all
0: over the place, but funniest when, When they come running down the aisle, she gets that look on her face. Oh, I forgot to mention the best part about the whole truck thing was that ju- the, not Judith, the other young lady.
1: Sandy. Sandy. His special someone.
0: Was dressed like a prostitute. Yeah, they had uh, like, JD's sisters. Like hardcore prostitutes. <laughs> they show up at the wedding, and they come running down the aisle. Amanda Pete gets pissed, and she goes total dusty roads.
2: She grabs on, the chair. On, and On Steve's on's ass.
1: You think she's going to run into his arms, yeah. and she picks up the and chair and just... just
0: Waylays his ass it was so perfect,
1: punching each other in the face, and it just—it's so—it's so damn funny. It is, and it's, it's so, so awful.
0: It's so awful. Let's say that again, folks. It's so awful. <laughs> but it was funny. It's so awful. It's great. Yeah, it was. It was. It was fun.
1: It's great, and yeah. of
0: course, Sandy and Silverman. End up together and JD and Judith end up together.
1: No, Dwayne, Wayne and Judith end Wayne, up together. Wayne, I'm sorry. JD, JD and Coach end, end up, up together. together. And
0: Neil Diamond, you know, has another concert. Right. They the all get end.
1: married at a Neil Diamond concert. So i that's, there are worse endings.
0: Yeah, there are. I can't come up with one right now, <laughs> but there
3: are worse endings.
1: So the one thing I I do want to address about this movie, and I, I'm I'm gonna bring the room down because I'm gonna get a, a little bit serious here, um, as we have cats running through the studio and jumping on the table. Why do we have cats again? Just I, out of curiosity. I, I,
0: I, what do you say next I'm, week? We just I'm get coming a to a blank dog. right now. We just get a stuffed dog. <laughs> we'll set him in the corner. We'll put a we'll put a towel over him.
1: <laughs> we like a a degree of difficulty that, that comes with the podcasting yeah with, because with the we're cats. succeeding so incredibly right now
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry guys okay so one of the things that i i do like to do and simply it's it's just something that that's been ingrained in me you know ever since undergrad school is is to really look at what a film is saying about the culture of the time um so we're we're early two thousands. So when you when you've got a character like J D who is a who is a gay character, you wonder why the it is included in there and what it's trying to say. It's all about media literacy, right? The the writers, the directors, you know, are are basically putting their vision onto a screen and you're you're watching their point of view. Okay. So, you know, we before not really before this period in time, because I think a couple of years back you had the movie, you had the film Boys Don't Cry, which was late nineties. Um, so you're really not seeing a whole lot of diversity of the gay character, right? The gay character is still pretty much a punchline or the best friend to the romantic lead in, in a in a rom-com. So now you have this character of JD um who with the, I'm going to say, quote-unquote, help of Judith, because when Judith's in captivity, she is going to try to be a little bit of a Svengali, so to speak, and try to figure out who's who's got her, he- holding her captive, and what she can do to kind of mentally break them to, to try to get out. Right. So, J.D. is feeding her in the mascot costume to hide himself, and she just kind of keeps poking at him verbally um, to try to undermine his confidence to, to get him to slip, and she figures out it's JD. And she ends up basically doing therapy on him, and in that he realizes one of the things that makes him, he's always kind of felt different, is the fact that he is gay. Um, and, and that in itself is not not a bad thing, um, i think he does a, a fairly good job of of voicing that realization being happy and relieved and in, in knowing that it's just some of the there's some jokes within this movie that are that don't sit well and don't age well um you know one of them being after jd figures out he's gay and he's a little content with it and judith has um run off and um They've had to recapture her. Um, that Steve, the Steve Zahn character, the Wayne is is yelling at JD at how this happened, and and he he tells him, you know, that she had given him therapy, and that he and excuse me, and that he announce announces to him that he's gay. And Steve Zahn's already freaking out. He's already at his highest stress level, so now he's reacting in the way that you would think is very bro-y right like she's screwing with your head this isn't true kind of a thing and then you've got the joke after you know after he comes, steve's on down and they're both sitting in the recliners and he, and he looks at steve's on and goes you want to be gay with me and that sets steve's on over the edge and he ah! and leaves the room The second one that's a little uncomfortable, or a lot uncomfortable, is when Judith escapes for the second time and runs back to Darren. Um, JD and Wayne are put in jail, the very flimsy jail that they're in. So they call Coach, and um, they're trying to get him to come do something about it, like help get them out post bail do whatever so the one thing that steve the steve's on character says to coach is they're making us their boyfriends right which is the the code for we're being raped in the jail Mm -hmm. and that sets coach over the edge and he's going to come get him and as they're walking away from the phone you've got jd looking at wayne going you've got a boyfriend i want a boyfriend so those are the two things that I don't think age well.
0: Well, I don't think it's about aging. <coughs> Excuse me. I think it's about poor writing.
1: Mm. Oh, I, definitely.
0: I, this was a time it, where uh, it was 2001. I mm-hmm. um, have to forgive me. The, the dates are fuzzy in my head sometimes. Yeah, 2001, and that was a time where there was a very large movement in our country to make homosexuality, the LBG...
1: I'll be GTQ. I always
0: mess it up. I'm so sorry. It's not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's just a, it's, I'm not very smart, and that's a lot of letters out of order for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I learned that my where, alphabet. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: where, that, where that community was pushing to, to be widely accepted, and, and rightly so. But this also kind of feels to me like it's something that was kind of maybe an afterthought by the writers, where we can, we can have a, a larger sect mm-hmm. of the community go, oh, hey, look. They wrote a gay character in this movie. It must be, you know what I mean. Just that because let's admit, let's let's agree, this is a very poorly, not story, but very poorly written dialogue movie.
1: The dialogue is it's it's crap, it's,
0: yeah. it's ridiculously weak. For instance, the hole in the I can po- I can poke a hole in that whole they're making us their boyfriends thing. The Arlie Ermi character, coach character, he got angry that they're making them their boyfriends. Yes, but he's gay. So why would he be upset about that? But
1: overcompensation. Right? Well,
0: it, yeah, but but still, it just it, it it's not. I I don't think they. I don't think they were blatantly disrespecting the homosexual community. Mm-hmm. I think they were just not well versed in how to handle talking about the community.
1: I think. I think that a lot of the, the and these are the things that don't so, that don't sit so well, okay? Is is gay as the punchline, mm-hmm. right, versus gay as as a as a character attribute that leads to, right? Yeah. Um and then of course, um I don't think any rape joke is funny. Um at no, all. No, they're
0: they're really falling out of favor in society.
1: Yeah, I just well, I just don't think it's it it makes it especially when it's those type of oh you know prison rape male rape jokes are are they they kind of get a little bit more glossed over um mm-hmm. but i think i think more and more you're realizing that that's not funny either um, the one thing that that i do think cuz i was i was kind of trying to figure out the lens of this whole thing and i think some of the things are done fairly well um jack black when he was doing uh the goosebumps uh J- press junkets um, started to talk more about his um, his older brother and his sister, um, and he in in these interviews were saying um, was saying that that his he grew up and with his brother and his sister were were out as gay, um, and uh, and I'm using his quotes on that because when you're talking female sometimes you it's how they. Mm-hmm. How they identify, so that's how he was saying that they identified. Um, his brother died in 1989 of AIDS, so he's 12 years younger than his oldest brother who who passed away. Um, so, I would think at that time he would, you know, would try to bring some sensitivity to the character, and I think he he did a, a decent job of just playing a general, I- you know, general idiot anyway, um, okay with who he was, not being in denial, so to speak. Um, but then again, there were also things that I'm like, I don't know, I don't understand why he would be comfortable with that. Just That's probably just how it was at the time where they weren't so enlightened about the humor.
0: When we, when we watch a movie that's 16, 17, it's 18 years old now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of Saving Silverman. I didn't think that anybody in history would ever think that we'd be saying, yay, 20th anniversary <laughs> of Saving Silverman. Ooh. You have, you can't, it's, there's a lot of people that get angry and they want to, watch, they want to talk about, it. and, and I'll, I'll throw it back to like all the books that people want banned. right? Tom Sawyer is, is, is a perfect thing. I, I get that that word that's used in Tom Sawyer is not a good word. Mm-hmm. But that's how we spoke and we acted back then. And, and, it, and it's derogatory.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But that doesn't mean that that book shouldn't be read. We, we, that's just how they were back then. And, and as a community and as a, a race and a country, we've, we've evolved past that. We don't, we don't do that anymore. Right. And that's the important thing to take focus on. We now acknowledge, hey, that's kind of crappy. But it's also a lot like when you watch um, a movie from, that's set in the 40s.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Women are just not important in those movies. And that's not uh, that the movie is degrading women. It's just that that's how it was in the 40s. I, I've, we, we listened to some stuff, and I remember someone being upset that there was no major female roles in Saving Private Ryan. And I understand where the person was coming from, but, I mean, it was a World War II movie set in 1944. There were no major women roles there unless you were at the factories. Right. And, and, and women stood up, and, and they stepped in, and they, they made this country go. So to be angry about how our society saw something Twenty-five years ago, to me, is a little silly. If we, if it's wrong, and we still view it that way, but we've moved past it. Now, to be fair, they made Jack Black a, a gay character in this movie, and they completely went against the stereotype that people envisioned gay men in in two thousand. They were gorgeous, well built, beautiful smile, mm-hmm. rich, OCD, clean. And Jack Black was the exact opposite of this in this movie. He was... He was, he was a slob. He was frumpy. He was a slob. He, he wasn't was not that, smart. wasn't that bright. Right? So, I mean, they they did take some steps. I can see how some people would be offended at this, but it's not like they shit all over him the whole movie because he was gay. No,
1: they they, they crapped all over the movie cause, because the character was not smart. Yeah. Um,
0: but that's... I mean, let's face it. Every good Funny comedy that you enjoy watching has that dummy has a fool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean even Shakespeare wrote fools so. oh
1: definitely I, and I and I actually think and you know even you wow, go back I just to it's smart no I mean <laughs> even go back to Shakespearean times too and there's you know there there were hints of of you know certain characters having homosexual tendencies and things mm-hmm. like that so it hasn't cha- I mean it's a it's a sl- slow sea change and I'm not saying that you should get incensed over this movie the, the way they treat. Um, the characters, I think it's just, uh, I totally agree with you that it's it's horrible writing, right? It's not done well. Yeah, the dialogue
0: is crap.
1: But I also want to look at this as the lens of, this is like, these are, the, these are, the writers who wrote this are very much bro writers, right? Um, oh, of course. You've got... Um, this
0: is a romantic comedy from the point of the man for a change. <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah, so you've got, um, basically you've got Hank uh Nelkin who's he doesn't have a heck of a lot of the credits writing credits to his name but he did um other than saving Silverman he did uh Mama's Boy I don't know if you've seen that one I haven't
0: Mama's Boy I don't think um, so I've seen Grandma's Boy
1: right um he did uh which is
0: probably going to be on your list get ready for that one
1: uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> wh- what's what was his other credits uh Killer B- Bud oh. um are we done yet? Which is the sequel to Are We There Yet? Right, with Ice Tea. Right, which was really supposed to be. This was that was supposed to be like a remake of um, a uh, a movie that was. Uh, oh, I can't think of him, and I love him so much.
2: Help me out. Uh, I, I mean, my I'm
1: favorite male actor, uh, Philadelphia, Cary Grant. Okay. Yeah, um, Mr. S- See what happens when you give me clues. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I have, like, I'm not having the. I'm not braining well. Yeah. Uh, the Cary Grant comedy, Mr. Blanding Builds His Dream House. Okay. Got turned into Are We Done Yet with ice Tea. That's what he wa- he wanted to do, like, a. a well, a Mr. Blanding thing.
0: Builds His Dream House doesn't fit on the marquee at the 27th Theater <laughs> building anymore.
1: And then you have Greg DePaul, who. Um, Basically, let's see. He's he's done. He did Bride Wars, which tells you right there. And you know the
0: stole it from Bridesmaids.
1: Actually, no, Bridesmaids wasn't stolen from from Bridesmaids. He actually wrote Bride Wars because his he and his wife were planning the wedding the same time that his sister in law was planning a, were planning a wedding, and there were a lot of was a lot of contention.
0: Stole it from Bridesmaids.
1: No, he didn't steal it of from Bridesmaids. Of course was, he did. This was before Bridesmaids. silly. No. Um, no. Yes. But I, I, I just don't think that... So they're kind of very, one-note, black and white kind of writers and, and bro-y. So when I, when I look at this thing, like the whole thing about, hey, you want to be gay with me? And Steve Zahn has his little hissy fit and runs off. Um, that's kind of done from the lens of that's typically how you would have a male reaction to this type but, of thing. But that's
0: but that's yeah. accurate. I mean honestly, there's I know a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people who don't mind the fact that somebody wants to be gay. Mm-hmm. I I'm this I'm I'm that way. I don't care. You do you and you be happy. That's 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 it. But it's just like anything else, if you kind of have that brought upon you or or forced upon you or you know, it, it just it's 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 a typical male reaction. I don't think that that's being crappy. I think that's being realistic more than it is anything else.
1: Well, I also think it kind of plays on the stereotype that you know, when men think about other gay men, they instantly think that they're going to be attracted to any any male. We are. <laughs> 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 right because it's not it's not like you don't have preferences and choices when you're looking at females right, right? so the assumption is oh he's gay so he's going to want to hit on me N- no dude no
0: well people that don't people that are not around it's so hard to talk about this because you know, I don't want to say anything that offends anybody if, if, you're not, if you're not around or have spent time right. with the gay community you don't understand that because mm-hmm. there was a time when the gay community was portrayed negatively oh. in movies and media. Yeah, it and, was and
1: unrightfully so. You know, yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, there was a movie. I don't remember what the movie was, but it was basically kind of talking about the AIDS epidemic, and it was a movie that they made, and they they had kind of traced it back to the one airline attendant who had contracted it, and then. They made him out like all he did was walk up to guys and go, hey, you want to have sex? And it was it was it was very boorish, right. very crappy the way they and then and there was a long time where it was, well, I'm gay. So I'm just going to go to a party. I'm going to hit on a guy. We're going to have sex and I'm going to walk away when that's not it. That was a very, very horrible stereotype that was brought about. You know, it was it was it was a stereotype that was manufactured mm-hmm. to pass the false narrative. Right, to, to be well, honest. but a
1: lot of it is because of the Hays Code, right? Because right. it, was cons- it wasn't, con—it was at, at back in the, the time, it was considered this morally deviant behavior. Right. So anytime you have a character that's got some gay traits to them, they're somehow devious or somehow underhanded or somehow evil.
0: Right, but the people that haven't spent time with anyone from the gay community still thinks that's how it is. Right. Because they've isolated themselves away from it, and they have these pre-constructed ideas of what gay people are like right they don't they don't know so that's that is a stereotype that they worked off of whether they're a part of the gay community or not that they threw in there because that's the accepted reaction by straight men Mm -hmm. and it's wrong yeah and it's crappy um you said it before these guys were associated with some movies that had gay characters in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Daddy, I think, was one that well, you had mentioned.
1: Greg DePaul, and it's, it's funny because it seems to be like a reverse decline because in, in Big Daddy was in, what, 99?
0: Something like that, yeah. Okay,
1: so you have a, a a gay couple that's in Big Daddy. Um, they are not... Their gayness is not the punchline of any joke. They are uh, accepted in their peer community. They... You know, and they they help throughout. They are fully f- fleshed out characters. Then you have Greg DePaul doing this, which kind of straddles the trying to include it as a character, but not really hitting the mark. And a lot of that is the writing, you know, with with the jokes and and the gayness is the you know the punchline, mm-hmm. which doesn't quite fly, although i did ask a few other people in the podcast community and we'll get to that later about what they thought about this um and then you've got i now pronounce you chuck and larry which great because greg DePaul did a lot of the the adam sandler's movies don't mess with the zohan grown-ups the abomination that was grown-ups too um i laughed i know you laughed at that i had issues with it but
0: it wasn't good but i laughed
1: um so Chuck and Larry, to me, is the biggest insult to, to the, the LBGTQ community, because now you're you're looking at and, I, and I th- you're looking at gay marriage as a plot device mm-hmm. um, And then all the jokes that are going to come out of that plot device are going to be a heteronormative look in, at what they think gay I, should be.
0: I personally think that if you went back and watched Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. you'd probably find that there are more jokes about their homosexuality than you remember. You might and, be and, right. And there, and there are probably a lot along the lines of what's in here, because I do remember one banter back and forth between the two guys, and I, I will always relate to most of his friends from The Water Boy. It's the guy that played the quarterback in The Water Boy, and the mm-hmm. guy that was, oh, I talk like this. Yeah, They were the two, the couple. They had a, a dialogue back and forth about how you shouldn't eat that because it's going to go right to your ass. And I thought, you used to love my ass. It was just a a... a a dial. I think that there's probably a few more in there than you remember. Okay. But it's not a movie that you've seen multiple, multiple times and analyzed it. You probably watched, ha ha ha, it's cute. The little boy's cute. Ha. Ah, okay, we'll move on, because I know you're not a huge Adam Sandler fan.
1: Yeah, I think I've seen Big Daddy. Well, Fifty First States is probably the one that I've seen the uh, most on repeat, right? Because it's I love Drew Barrymore. Uh-huh. Um. And there's a weird, uncomfortable gay joke in that too, with that whole thing at the beginning where all the women are talking about how wonderful the Adam Sandler character is, and then you get Kevin, right? You know, Kevin James. Kevin James, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing the same thing. But um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't want to dwell on this too, too, too much. But I think it's just it's funny to me. It just seems like it's kind of completely declined. But. Um, you know we we have come a long way. So I did I did ask, right, and I specifically reached out to a handful of of different podcasters that we we tend to talk with, you know, over the Twitterverse. Um, so I did reach out to Colby from at Colby told me because he likes to talk about a l- lot about um, inclusivity in movies. Um, B. Gardner and uh, roses uh, roses reviews. Um, they both um, do. Um, podcasting and and movie reviews um, on their own league Um, and I also reached out to Ryan Terry now of these four um, only Colby saw Saving Silverman and he loves Saving Silverman he thinks it's hysterical right Um, he do you have something to say cat we've got a cat that's walking by the microphone so hold on there we go. We should just rename this podcast, Hanging with the Cats. Um, so Colby Mack said that, that he, he's good at compartmentalization when he watches these things. He tends to think about the time that they're made in as long as he's okay with it. Um, but he also says you know, that a lot of films from the 80s and the 90s uh, that got the green light would not get them in today's climate. Um he said, but saying that he cannot erase his adoration of them, and um, when they come up in conversation, we just have to be upfront about how we've grown from them too. Gotcha. Um, I also think that um you know rose, rose uh, um rosa's review and, and and B Gardner were like there there weren't um they weren't really great films that they can really point to from the 2000s that they would think have that staying power. Um, but she said, that, you know, the, film, the films are problematic in today's context of representation, um, but the question would be, do they still entertain? Okay. So I, I'm feeling with this movie that I, the laughs that you get out of the the absolute absurdity of the rest of them probably still outweigh this. But I just thought it was important to kind of take a look at it and and, and think about it in terms of that and and I and I really don't know. I mean, I know that we've we're, we're coming a long way as far as representation in these films because now they are you know, we're Hollywood is still not 100% there, but they are you know, when you write a character like this, it's helpful to have somebody who understands a character like this and not is not painting it from, from a stereotype.
0: I agree with that, I can't agree with that. There you go.
1: You I spoke c- you I can? English. Yeah. I okay. can. I can. <laughs> um, so that's that's pretty much it. So that that's my my seriousness. Rant is over. Sorry.
0: So <laughs> that's that's not a rant, that's an essay. So,
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> that's all right. I think sorry. it's I think it's important to discuss that stuff. That's why we do this,
1: right? Yeah. Well, then when when I had to take my classes in understanding movies, you know, we had to think about that kind of stuff. Gotcha.
0: Okay, so I think we're at the point where we have to uh, acknowledge some uh, punctuation.
1: (laughs) It should be saving Silverman exclamation point. Meaning
0: meaning, uh, question marks. Ah, you have
1: questions. Yeah, Yeah. I have a lot of questions too. Why don't you go? Oh. I'll
0: I'll fix them for you.
1: Where to begin? Well, I have a thought about this too because I've really contemplated over this movie probably more than I need to. Um One of them is after Judith quote unquote dies, okay, apparently they live in a world with zero forensics because
2: yeah, they duh. Put
1: <laughs> <laughs> they put someone else's dead body in the car. the car burns up. there's still stuff left for if them you to examine
0: watched the three Stooges. <laughs>
1: Try not to.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't understand how you can question that. <laughs> Look, the young girl that they dug up had never been to the dentist. That's why she died. Okay. <laughs> but Judith has. No, 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 no. But they. But they knew that, <laughs> and they knew. Uh, yes. I, I mean, come on. Don't. You know, like like somebody we both know would say. Sometimes you just have to let it go and enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah. No. <laughs> There's a, there's a shitload of plot holes in this movie. Oh, yeah, and, tons. And just, just, and just of just stupid stuff so that's, that you're like, what the hell? But oh,
1: unlike the authorities couldn't put two and two together, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. The guy used a, 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 a pest control van to drive through a cell. Yeah. And get, <laughs> break, hey, break, yeah, break them. Cement block. Yeah, both out. <laughs> and we both know that no way in hell is the jail cell right next to a street. It's behind walls, and they they couldn't find him or stop. I mean,
1: and the uh, truck doesn't have any dents. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna do more realistic. Okay. What well, the, I, what what the hell?
1: I, wait a minute. I have another one. I have, well, actually I have two more. Okay. Um, and then I'll let you go. Thanks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after Darren finds out that Judith "quote unquote" dies, he's in her house. Uh huh. Living in that house, yep,
0: he had the keys. Y- he's not
1: married to it's her, it's not, of, not it's possession.
0: Not his, possession is nine tenths of the law. He it's has the keys, not his property he knows what's in the refrigerator. <laughs> so does JD. the neighbors. The neighbors can corroborate the fact that he's been being abused in that house for the last three months.
1: That's still not how you do it. We we'll have to get. Um, I, I, uh, Richard I, on here, but yeah. So he's we li- don't
0: we don't have to get Richard on here. Yeah, we we both know exactly that that's not how it works.
1: He's yeah, that's not how it works. He's had he does he would not get the house. He would not be able to stay in that house. You know.
0: Well, if they were engaged, maybe.
1: Uh, if she had him in a will, yeah. But I really don't think, given the character, she probably would. Maybe
0: that's one of the deleted scenes.
1: Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, and here's the other one. This is the cartoon one, right? Okay, wait they kidnap Judith. And when they kidnap Judith, she's in a nightgown. Mm-hmm. And they give her clothes to wear. Mm-hmm. So next time you see her, she's in a shirt and shorts. But the entire time, her ankle is chained to a radiator. Yeah. How does she get the shorts on? There's
0: actually a scene that shows her trying to put the shorts on when her, she's putting the shorts on when she's, she's, handcuff, she's uh, ankle cuffed, for lack of a better word. I, I, look, we both know she really likes magic. So. So there you go.
1: All right, so hit me with yours. Mine
0: was why in the opening scene and we played it in the I think we played it in the clip when they're doing the cherry cherry when they're singing cherry cherry. Yeah. The hot girl walks up and starts flirting with him. Right. But she has a boyfriend. Yeah. Why? Why did she walk up and start flirting with him?
1: Well, she, you know, she could have been flirting with him. Yeah. She, she could was. have been she could have been leading him on. She could have been laughing at him.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was. It just. Mm-hmm. It was a funny joke, but I mean, eh. um, there was another one. Uh oh. The part I don't understand is if Captain America goes back in time, and with he- oh wait, that's the wrong movie.
1: I still wouldn't be able to answer that question. Me, me either.
0: It was just, it's just a joke. There's a lot of there's a lot of lot of stuff in this. Uh, oh, <laughs> the end of the movie. They're on the stage, and they're all playing. All of them. All of them.
1: Having a good time. Ser-
0: seriously, really. I mean, it's campy. I understand I, it. Well, it was fun to see. Arlie Ermy is not going to be the backup singer on that song. Oh no! Neither is Judith and um, Sandy. Sandy. Golly, why can't I? I'm telling you, I'm getting old. I'm getting (laughs) Alzheimer's. I I don't. There's it's 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 hysterical to me. Um,
1: But there, there, it's a world with no consequences because let's let's even let's look at it this way. Even if Neil Diamond isn't going to press charges. That he got kidnapped and Judith decides to drop charges. They have still exhumed a dead body, destroyed property, broken out of jail, stolen shit along the way. I mean, they have done some bad shit in this movie. And maybe
0: maybe Neil gave them all front row tickets to let it to let them go. Oh man, (laughs) and paid for the prison cell. He's like, look, I want to believe in myself. I want to believe in my songs. I want to believe that I made this happen. So if you'll let everything go, I've got front row seats for you tonight at the Palladium.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: the uh, the other one I, I think you 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 mentioned when we were watching it, and they um, it's been confirmed when you look at some of the trivia online, like IMDb and, and things like that, is when Sandy and Jason go have their lunch that JD and Wayne have been trying to get Jason to go on a date with her because they're trying to get right. him in love back in love with her and they're at um I think the restaurant's called the Cannery yes it in is in Washington um so they're on the 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 pier and she is going to do a trick that she used to do I guess in the circus and when they were cheerleaders and she lifts him up and she basically just hoists him right up over her shoulders, over her head, and he goes into the water. Mm-hmm. And he can't swim so she jumps in and saves him. There's a continuity error in that too because when you see Darren's head kind of come up and go down, you see a diver's fins in the back. So there's a diver back there trying to stay underwater and stay out of the shot but didn't quite make it. Yeah. But you said how far are they away from that pier? Because they're on a beach now. Eight miles. Yes. They're eight miles. So
0: that, that pier is eight miles from the restaurant. Yeah. 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 But I, what I meant was that he couldn't swim. Yeah. And she saved him. Yeah. But they, I mean, there's not many piers that you walk out on, mm-hmm. on the beach or whatever, that you don't go just a little bit and you can stand
1: well, if you're at the end of a jetty, there might be rocks more along the the shoreline. Which so means that
0: you could stand on them.
1: Y- you probably could.
0: Because it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be deep. So
1: <laughs> we just had a cat walk across both of our laptops. So you uh, know, again, gotta, wouldn't be the podcast if we didn't have a cat.
4: gotta hate you, kitty.
1: Bringing this tribute and walking on our computers. So here's my theory. If you don't have any more questions for... I have questions.
0: I don't, I don't have any more questions because this podcast could literally be nine days long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here's my theory when I think about it. I think this movie is going to be as close as you can get... Hold on. Cat, get out of the way. Thank you. Um, to a live version of a cartoon. Because you think about all the absurdities and all the quirky characters, and the fact that Sandy's family is from a traveling circus and her mother's the bearded lady, and all that. And you've got a world with no consequences, a la Peter Griffin. Challenge
0: um, accepted. Dumb and Dumber.
1: Yeah, Dumb and Dumber, too, is, is like that. But I think this, I, I almost think that this m- movie would be better animated. I think uh, people would buy it more animated.
0: You could get better expressions on their faces.
1: Oh, Steve Zahn's pretty expressive when he's fighting that. No, <laughs> I,
0: I'm not <laughs> arguing that. Just, you know, the, the eyes yeah. popping out of the head. You could Roger Rabbit that shit up.
1: Yeah, and I think you could buy some of the the more, like... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. out of the van. Crazy. Yeah, jumping out of the van. Um, having that gun on him in the first place. I think Neil um, Diamond
0: had a no animation writer, though.
1: Yeah, it's not true.
0: You don't know that.
1: I I don't know that, yeah.
0: I have questions. Did Neil Diamond have a no animation writer?
1: (laughs) Dear Neil.
0: I sincerely enjoyed Hot August Night 14. (laughs) Could you please tell me about Saving Silverman? You know, speaking of that, he wrote a song you found out just before the podcast. I did. He He literally wrote a song for this movie. He and did. did not get it to the director in time. You guys look it up and listen to it. It's called The Ballad of yeah. Silverman.
1: Let me let me read you a little bit from the article. Okay. So I got this on stereogum.com. Um, and if you look it up, um, the article title is Neil Diamond Sings the Plot of Dumb Jason Biggs Movie Saving Silverman, an Unearthed seems theme song. So um, basically... Um, when Neil Diamond appeared in the movie. Um, Diamond uh, not only wrote this song, but he wrote I Believe in Happy Endings for this movie, so specifically for Saving Silverman. All right. Um, and um, so the, the other uh, songs in the film, uh, obviously, is uh, Cherry Cherry, because we played it twice, Hello Again, and Holly Holy. So he wrote another original theme song for the movie but didn't tell anybody about it and it's called The Ballad of Saving Silverman. Uh, it sums up the premise of the plot in film. I believe it also features a mouth harp in it.
2: <laughs> yeah, boing, we don't
1: want we don't want to get boing. sued. Yeah. But
0: here's just a couple of just a few minutes, a seconds of it.
4: The ballad of silverman yeah he's alive he's arrived he's in love with a girl named judith judith what do you think have a seat she's a shrink now Judith's out to destroy our friend she's a mixed up girl so why pretend
0: i, I don't
4: <laughs> it's very
1: she's a shrink here you go
4: Your, yeah.
0: your ear holes enough. I mean, you cannot. You can, <laughs> She's last, a shrink. Last week, last <laughs> week on uh, on the Tucker and Dale episode, you used the word trope about thirty seven times. <laughs> yeah. This instead of the ballad of saving Silverman, this should be called trope 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 trope
1: trope 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 he literally
0: he literally narrates the the movie through a very bad country western
2: song.
1: Oh yeah, and he actually he has a a, a spoken word bridge in it and <laughs>
0: It's Ladies and gentlemen, it's rough.
1: Oh, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, it, but here's the thing. I'm like, how did he not know? After the movie came out, he played it for Dennis Dugan, but it was too late to include it. Well, so, yeah,
0: after the movie came out. Yeah. Uh, hello, Neil, this is how movies work. <laughs> I don't know. I, yes, no, no, yes. I know, I know, Neil. I know that you can go on Spotify and add whatever you want to your album. Yes, but, but movies... Neil, 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 relax. We got this.
1: But if you would like that in your... Uh, what do you want to call it? Archive? What do you, what do you call it? Playlist? You know, a playlist, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: It's from his 50th anniversary... Collector's edition. I have scoured the actual collector's edition and can't see it. If you search the song "The Ballad of Saving Silverman" in Spotify, it'll pull it up. I guess he released it as a single. I don't know if it's on the album or not, but there, there you go. I, I, I'll bet.
1: Well, he only released it for this for this compilation. He said he kind of kept it in his drawer after Dugan said it was too late. So
0: probably should have stayed in his drawer. Just saying.
1: <laughs> I think she's a shrink. It's a, it's a inspired lyric, don't you? She's a shrink. She's a shrink. Do you think? What do you think? Who Well, what do you think, Greg? Um, would you watch this movie again?
0: Yeah, I'd watch it again. Uh, this is a this is a nice background. Hmm. Uh, cleaning the house. Something's going on. Just chilling out. Taking a nap, whatever. You don't yeah, want to
1: yeah. think. Yeah, I, I, about uh, a shrink.
0: A shrink. <laughs> you de- <laughs> definitely don't want to think about the shrink. I, I mean, it's it's funny. It, mm. it it it's it's kind of a typical Jack Black movie for me. Mm. I mean, I know he's not the star. I do like Steve Zahn a lot. I thought I thought the acting in this movie was very good with what they had to work with. It was, v- it was very yeah. good.
1: Well, that's kind of also what got me into thinking that this could have been a cartoon because Zahn's so freaking expressive. Like when he gets hit in the mouth and he just gets that rubbery look on his face and, and all that, and he's yeah, just totally funny. So top three funny moments. Hit me with them.
0: Uh, well, I wasn't expecting that, and I should have because we do it every week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, sorry, pro-
0: I've been busy. Get with the
1: program, honey.
0: I mean, number one has to be this fight at the wedding. It, yeah. it has to be. Uh, <laughs> number two might be, I just caught it tonight. We were watching the clip when he's like, in the Caprice, five cars back, cops. And then when they hit him, it's two old people, and he's coming off the back of the car. He's like, they're
1: not cops.
0: <laughs> that was... I thought that was pretty doggone funny. And the
1: Caprice is actually two cars back if yeah, you look. Yeah,
0: and that's one of the that's one of the continuity areas. Areas. Um, I think I think the third one would probably be maybe the, the scene that we played where they go to talk to her. Um, and they arm Russell. Jack Black says, "Just give me the big bills." When he does that, and he th- th- there's a five and two ones, and he's like, "Just give me the big bills." <laughs> <laughs> those those are the things that saved this movie to me. Those those stupid little lines, the little throwaways. The, the story, yeah, the story was. I mean, it was putrid. Um, Jason Biggs was funny in it, but Jason Biggs was Jason Biggs. Yeah, he, he was, was just himself. Weak. Yeah. The, the the interaction between Zahn and and Jack Black when they're the the way that they work together. That was that that saved it for me. That they they did a really good job of making the and I that to me is what I always end up laughing most about in movies. Anyway, is the very little subtle stuff. I mean, you know. Dumb and, uh, Dumb and Dumber is a great example. There's so many things. that it, It's like, oh, this, this. I love this part. Well, yeah, everybody knows that part. My mm-hmm. favorite part is this part in this scene that nobody's seen. They're like, oh, my God, that's great. The Just give me the big bills. It, focused on it. I mean, like, mm-hmm. hardcore trying to figure out how much money they have <laughs> because they need to pay the $225 an hour, and they take money out of their pockets knowing they're, they're dead-ass cracked.
1: <laughs> and Zahn pulls out, like, a clothespin and th- Some something lint, uh, else. Like yeah. a jack, or it was
0: yeah it was what about you
1: uh well i have to say the 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 scene that made me laugh the most this time around was uh the the raccoon scene where you, you yeah, s- that there's zon is setting up the illustrious careers that they've all got for themselves and you got jack black as a um, trainer of sandwich artists at subway that's money well spent subway yeah that um funny though jason biggs is a like events director coordinator at, a, at an old folks home. And then you've got cowboy Wayne as the pest control and he's trying to get a raccoon from out of under some lady's house. And he just things just goes flying at him and just running around and he is just his physical comedy. And that is just freaking hysterical. So that's one. Um, the kidnapping scene of Judith, although I don't think it's like a hundred percent funny, but the it's and I, I don't think it's anything necessarily that that is said or any of the broad physical comedy in it. What I think is funny is you have wayne Steve Zahn's Wayne taking it so seriously, and then you have Jack- you know so he's got the the camouflage night face paint on, he's all in black, he's you know trying to keep it together, he's trying to be in control of this thing, and then you've got Jack Black with pantyhose over his head he's looking like a dog because they're flopped down over each side of his head and he's trying to mime to wayne after this let's go get something to eat because he keeps talking about yes. how hungry he is and and the the look on zon's face where because he, he's just trying to keep this thing going he doesn't want to get his ass kicked he does he wants to make sure he gets her and all this stuff that that's funny to me that was just i just found that amusing not necessarily the stuff that goes down during that the the kidnapping scene, just the dynamic, and um, of course you've already said it the Amanda Peet and Steve Zahn just
2: Wailing complete
1: on each other. WWE throwdown um, with her in the wedding dress and and just you know he's got the guitar <laughs> that was and the. This- and the sound that it makes when she's running down the aisle, because again they've got the music building up, so you think she's gonna run into his arms, and she just grabs that chair, and you just hear the guitar go. Bling. Yes, <laughs> that's done very well.
0: I'd like to give an honorable mention to the scene where um, Judith and Silverman are at the party, mm-hmm. and they're dressed up, and Wayne and JD show up, and they're oh, they're in their total lo- yeah, just being like white trash was that was uh that was a lot of fun too
1: yeah that, that they're trying to like jd's new friends and they're trying to that and that's that's the other scene where you get more come on yeah yeah yeah.
0: i would watch this again but i wouldn't pay to watch it again
1: yeah um if you do want to watch it we watched it on amazon prime for a whole 3.99
0: was it 3.99 i believe it was Oof. i think but, we overpaid Was it a
1: 3.99 well spent you think
0: yeah, it was well spent. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's a movie. If you've never seen it, it there there are a lot less th- worse things you could do with your time. Let me, let me rephrase that: there are a lot worse things you could do with your time.
1: All right. Then. All so, right. do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. All right. So, do you still think my tastes are highbrow?
0: Yeah. You do. Oh yeah, I do. Look, you. I know what you watch, and I know what you like. You can't go, ugh. But I like saving Silverman. That doesn't put you in the gutter, sweetheart.
1: I'm not saying not, I'm in the nine, gutter.
0: 998 percent is still a sterling A and way above me. <laughs> I mean, it's you you, you you are more highbrow than me. You you're you're more artsy. Highbrow. You're more artsy. You're more you're more uh you you, you watch a film more too. Analyze it and, and and get something out of it than I do, well, which is why you uh, you know I mean, not, and that's not a bad thing. Well, no, no, that's I'm not, because I'm, my
1: undergrad was in media yeah, and we took and it.
0: and my undergrad was in shooting people from a thousand yards. So there you go.
1: So you really did connect with Arlie Army there.
0: I did. Hell yeah, yeah. I connected. With, Arlie, listen, Arlie Her, Arlie Army is a he's a goddamn national treasure. He served our country the way he did, and then he came out and he he he. Every, every role you see him do, even in that piece of shit Steven Seagal on Deadly Ground movie, that movie, I have seen bags of vomit that had more character and class than that movie. Arlie Ermy nailed his part. He was fucking great in it. That guy's awesome. I did. I enjoyed Arlie Ermy, But I, I, I watch a different type of movie than you do. And even when I watch a movie that we try and analyze, I don't see anywhere near what you see. I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull a, a, a scene from a movie that I never would have watched if we weren't together. Okay. It's got hints of oak and notes uh, of notes lo- of leather and, uh, and they all taste they all taste the same to me <laughs> from sideways. Yeah. When they're in the, the tasting and Paul Giamatti is Tastes enjoying them and Thomas Hayden Church is just getting shit faced because it's free wine.
1: He's a fucking tool in them. He movie. is.
0: He is. But that's just that's just who we are. Yeah. I can watch it and enjoy it. I just see it differently than you do yeah so speak, so speaking of dumpster fires
1: oh yeah here comes the question that i've been dreading to ask all, all episode what are you gonna make me watch
0: i i don't like giving a choice i'm just gonna say that we right. we no we have to do it because i don't know what you have and you haven't seen so i'm gonna give you a choice this week
1: i get a choice yeah I know which
0: one you're gonna pick because you you probably I will probably unless I say you have to watch this you'll never watch this movie.
1: Okay, hold on. Can let me brace. I got to take a sip of wine here okay, because it's go for been it. a long day. It's, it's been later at night. Week. Two weeks. Just been this tomorrow. The dumpster. This. We was dumps, th- this that in honor of the dumpster fire that was saving Silverman, I kind of feel like this whole episode's been yeah. a dumpster fire, so just let me take a drink hold on.
0: Remember tomorrow will be my first day off in two weeks, mm-hmm. so yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's been a long two weeks. You're talking into the white glass of wine. <sighs>
1: yeah. All right. All right, wait, wait wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. God. All right, God
0: damn, I'm not going to ask you to watch.
1: I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> 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 I'll
0: tell you this. I don't know how bad they can be because I own both of them. You're nuts. <laughs> no. no, no, those are firmly yours. Thank you very much. You keep them in your purse, for Christ's sake. All right. All right. I'm the scared. first movie is The Abyss. Okay. All right. All right. The second movie mm-hmm. is The Adventures of Ford Fairlane.
1: Oh man, those are two completely different movies. How yes. the heck am I supposed to yes, choose? Yes, they between... are. Who's in The Abyss?
0: Ed Harris. uh... Is it Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, okay. Michael Bean? Um, there's quite a few people in it. All right. I don't think it's Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. It's the woman that was in, um, the young lady that was in Robin Hood, the Prince of Thieves with uh, Kurt no, Kevin Costner. I think that was
1: Mary Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, James okay.
0: Cameron. James Cameron directed.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with The Abyss. Or option number two. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about that dude. Oh, I know. <laughs>
0: You're going to have to watch it at some point. I'm telling you. Have you ever seen it?
1: Ford Fairlane? No, yeah. I haven't. Uh, I haven't. I've driven in a Ford Fairlane.
0: It's <laughs> not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next episode of Honey, you should watch this. Will be The Abyss. Have you ever seen The Abyss? I have not. All right. Well, you're actually in for a treat. Okay. Yeah. This is this is a fantastic movie. Anybody who listens, let us know what this week what you think about The Abyss. I, 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 I. You know what? That's what we should do. We should start asking. The fans, if they think the person that's forced to watch the movie each week will or will Is not like enjoy it. it. Yeah. yeah. Now that they understand our tastes a little bit, they still don't know our last names, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you
0: know that about me. I'm lowbrow. She's not. And actually, I'm unibrow. She's not. Green
1: Rickers. <laughs> right?
0: Well, you'll always be my Jaja. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that comment. <laughs> Well, I don't know how I feel about it being a talking pig. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, before we set this in stone, I have a question.
0: No, questions are not allowed. Uh, well, yes they no. have to be allowed. Oh, they, no, please, questions are not allowed. <laughs> okay.
2: <please. laughs>
1: okay, so what is it that you think... Because there's a whole premise of this movie, or movie, <laughs> the whole premise of this podcast is that we're watching things that we wouldn't normally watch. So, in your honest opinion, do you think the abyss is something that I would not normally watch?
0: Uh, you would watch it with me, but you wouldn't pick it to watch by yourself because you don't go for science fiction movies, big time. Yeah, you that- like them, but they're not your. They're not your number one area. That's
1: true, but I think something in my mind is just, just for the the basis of this whole experiment I, I that I probably should watch Ford Fairlane, because that is something I definitely would not want to watch. Yes,
0: I, I agree. You would probably, if you were forced to pick, if you were home on a Saturday and you only yeah. had two things to watch, The I, Abyss I, would get watched first. Yes, yes,
1: definitely. I So I think I was taking the easy way out when I said The Abyss. Okay. So I think... We need to change it to Ford Fairlane. Well, this movie I, has I,
0: Morse Day in it.
1: It has? Well, okay. All right. So that, you will like it. That that <laughs> unloosens the knot in my stomach only a little bit, but still. <laughs> There's
0: a lot of people in that movie. Uh, Wayne Newton, uh, Priscilla Presley, uh, oh. Andrew Dice Clay, Morse Day, Ed O'Neill, Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried has a sp- spot in this that is just, I quote it all the time. Okay. You're right. You're right. This is not a movie you would watch on your own. So, okay. So, so for podcast sake,
1: for, for the sake of the for, the, for the, I think we have to stay true to what we said this podcast was about. So, okay. with trepidation, I say we will go with Ford Fairlane.
0: This, this is one of my favorite movies. Is it really? It is. James and I watched this movie. And can quote it back and forth together all the time. It's like right up there with <laughs> Kingpin, <laughs> which I know doesn't endear you to it. For those, of, for those of you who don't know, James is—he's uh, my cousin who I grew up with. He's four years older than I am, but we have been best friends basically our whole life, and we have the same sense of humor, which is extremely juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> oh God,
1: yeah. I I am. I never thought. I never got the appeal of Andrew Dice Clay, and, and I so this is this is going to be. He was Take that a deep breath and just
0: f- he was that first guy that was just ridiculously rude and crude and it just appealed to a generation, I guess. I thought some of his cut stand up was funny, some of it was not. Um he burnt out really quick because he was kind of a fad. This movie was a flop. But that's all right. In my heart it's still number one. <laughs> okay. well, maybe one <laughs> C or D. Double D. No, not, it's, it's Priscilla Presley. There's <laughs> no double T's involved. <laughs> and we're already in the gutter. All righty. Fantastic. All right, so we've changed our mind from The Abyss. Yes. All right. I'll put The Abyss in my back pocket, now that I know you've never seen it. You're not allowed to watch it.
1: All right. But after this, I think we're probably going to go back to maybe some classic movies, because I don't know no, how much more of this I can
0: take. No. <laughs> you, you, wait a minute. You, you made me watch Saving Silverman, and... and it openly said it's a dumpster fire, but yeah. when I pick a dumpster fire, it's like, oh, we have to go back to the classics.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that dumpster fires don't have their place, I'm just saying. Okay. All right, y- you know what I'm saying. I know
0: what you're saying. I'm just busting a little bit of the balls.
1: All right, Th- that are in my purse? Yes, that are in your purse. That are in my purse, okay.
0: So I think that might wrap up this week.
1: I think it will. All right. Okay. What would you like to tell everybody? Well, I would like to tell everybody that if they would like to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter and on Instagram at Honey Watch This, And we also have a Facebook page. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, if you guys have any ideas or suggestions about what it is we should watch, if you... Are another podcaster and you want to be a guest? Uh, you can definitely pick a movie for us to watch and uh, we'll talk about having you on. And uh, personally, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Mark, uh, I'm sorry, T5FF underscore angel on Twitter and I am marketing angel on Instagram.
0: I'm at gbishop 72 on Twitter. I don't have an Instagram yet because I don't have enough time.
1: He doesn't like pretty pictures.
0: I love pretty pictures. I just don't know how to use them. All right. I'm scared of them.
1: <laughs> uh, be sure to find us. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on iHeartRadio. We are Stitcher. Spotify. Spotify. Anywhere you can find Podbean. podcasts. Podbean. Um, make sure you subscribe. And if you want to rate and review, we would appreciate that very much, too. Um and that's it. Yes. All right.
0: We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We apologize for the delay. Yeah. In getting the episode out.
1: Super late. Sorry, guys. Eh,
0: it's all right. Life gets, re- in, life gets in the way sometimes.
1: Real jobs suck.
0: Yeah, they do. Thank you very much. And we will see you next week where we get to talk about
1: <laughs> Ford Fairlane.
2: <laughs> <laughs>